Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 226. It's your boy, Celeb. It's your boy, Celeb. Back again, joined by my partner, Crime Bolts. What's up, brocha? What's up, dog? How are you doing, man? Man, I'm exhausted. Exhausted. I'm exhausted. Put about a thousand miles on the road <laughs> in about, right. no, it's about Wait, a week past, eh? You kind of sound like a, <laughs> kind of sound like a, an Irish... <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn Canadian with like a mix of like a dash of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> some pineapples on my pizza. Like, Get pineapple. little pineapples on my pizza. No, Where's the sausage? If you want nine millimeter bullets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! But uh, we're not joined by TJ today. Uh, he had some, uh, you know, it is Memorial Day, so he had some family stuff to do. Um, but he will be um, he will be here a little bit later. We may do what well, we may do one uh, for off the hinge on Thursday, maybe off the hinge off the hinge podcast. Brought to you by Second Opinion Reactions. Anyway, so uh, we we may do another uh, off the hinge. I think on Thursday, but um, I don't know exactly what we have planned. But anyway, so let's go ahead and get down into it. What have you been drinking? What have you been gaming? Bolts. Uh. Bro, I haven't Dang, been. Bro. I know, right? Um, I had a, I had an orange Fanta mm. just a second ago, and I'm drinking some water. I had some I had a shit ton of water at my sister's house because they're like this this healthy kick family, you know? Yeah, you know. My son walks in there. He's like, "Hey, can I have a dark dark pepper?" And my, <laughs> his uncle, my brother in law, pulls out like this organic apple juice, some shit. He's like, "I'm like, he's not drinking that, bro." I said I'll go buy him some dark pepper so he can at least drink something that's worth the damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Well, it's all offended. You're like you- I was, I was, and he's like, what, "What do you, you know?" Aaron was asking for a snack, and he was like, "Yeah, what do you, what do you have for a snack?" You know, Aaron likes popcorn and shit. You know, normal ass food. Yeah, <laughs> and Mike is like, oh, "We got some." Because of fat-free yogurt with some granola. <laughs> I'm like, he ain't eating that shit, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Uh, but gaming-wise, man, the only thing that I have been gaming and I've gotten rather good at, so if anybody's listening and wants to challenge me, hit me up. Uh, Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, I'm pretty yeah, balls man. deep in it. Yeah, Dude, I'm talking good. air sucks. I mean, this is where I'm at right now. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed. It. I really like kind of died off of it for uh, like a week. Oh, well, I had, I had to get away from it for for a little bit because I was playing it so much. I went like on a five game winning streak. I lost like four in a row, and I got I was like mother fuck. <laughs> and then I came back and I won like seven in a row. So, yeah. um, but that's what I've been doing. What have you been drinking in gaming, bro? Well, uh, drinking wise, I'm trying to down all these like cheap beers that I got. So I'm down in some Corona Extra. That's not cheap. Well, it was. I fuck. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Beer. Corona extra. Well, whatever. There was like twenty beers that I got for ten bucks. They have so. Corona Premium. Also. <laughs> What's the freaking difference? It's actually yeast. You can yeah. see the yeast <laughs> in the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Um, but uh, uh, that's what I've been drinking. Uh, gaming wise, uh, as you guys know, I've been talking about it for about a week or a week or so now, but. You can head on over to the Second Opinion YouTube page, or you can head over to com and check out the new relaunched whatever. I don't know. I always end up saying relaunch because I have so many little series and stuff that I do. Um, but the gameplay corner is back. Uh, I, I kind of heavily invested a good chunk of time 
into live streaming and all this other stuff. But I, I kind of, I love doing pre-processed videos. Um, now I always straight record, straight up record my gameplay and upload it as is. I don't edit anything or whatever like that. The only editing I usually do is adding an intro, or whatever else. Um, but I feel like I have a little bit more control of what the quality is, is whenever I do those gameplay corners. Um, now I understand that it's only like 1080p, 30 frames per second. All these kids now, they want like 4K, 275 frames per second, whatever. But, uh, you know, to the, to the subscribers out there that do watch the channel, I appreciate all the love and support um, over these uh, last few months and stuff and i'm really going to try to get back into doing more video content for you guys and the start of that is the gameplay corner on soul caliber 5 uh now this gameplay corner is based on soul caliber 5 because soul caliber 6 is coming out in october October. Uh, i'm so excited i know bolts is as well um, me, now bro? we do plan on uh during kind of like in the middle of this series like i'll have you know, the gameplay corner uh, part one, gameplay corner part two, and then it'll be the gameplay corner Soul Calibur 5 versus. And it'll be like, you know, me and Bolt and Dara playing against each other and whatever else. Um, so I just have to figure out exactly how I want to do it and how I want to get it set up. But I'm very excited to do this. Bolt, me, Dara, TJ, all of us are huge Soul Calibur fans. Including most of our friends as well. Yeah, including a, a ton of our friends from the local area. So I really hope to do a review of Soul Calibur 6. And if I do, I will do it to the best of my ability. But um, until then, I hope you guys check out... The Soul Calibur Gameplay Corner. Soul Calibur 5 Gameplay Corner. You check it out on YouTube.com forward slash Second Opinion Pro or Second Opinion Podcast. Um, also uh, on Cinelinks.com. But I've been playing that. I've also been playing um, some Metal Gear, which we'll get into a little bit later. That's going to be another little <gasps> series I'm we're going to have. Oh, bro. <laughs> Don't stop it. I'll fucking kill you. I'm out of bullets. Getting excited about some games coming soon. So let's move down into that. Video games coming soon. Uh, today, the Destiny 2 Forsaken DLC is available. And if you have PlayStation Plus, Destiny 2 is available for free. So it's kind of a shout to show you how well the game is done. <laughs> At the full base version of please, Destiny 2. Please play our game. It's free. Yeah, you this see that nice. Destiny 1 never became a PlayStation uh, uh, title because at the time it was pretty popular, but this is not the same case, people. Beep, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, then on the 7th, we have Spider-Man, baby. So excited. Oh, my God. And uh, just found this out today. Um, get ready. I am going to... I do have the uh, digital deluxe... Um, version pre-ordered. I do plan on doing a couple of uh, you know gameplay corners. See exactly how many views I get and if I want to invest time into doing it. Um, but um, we will have an unboxing of the collector's edition up on the second opinion YouTube page. I'm very excited. A friend of mine's getting in. He was like, "Dude, you totally gotta do." I don't know what the the voice was right there, but. He's like, "Dude, you you, you got to do an unboxing of the collector's edition for your YouTube page." I was like, "Yes." Awesome. More content for you guys. So, um, And then we have another amazing game, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, coming out September 12th. I know Bolts is very excited for this. Are you not? No, no, absolutely I'm excited for this. It's I mean, two, uh, It's Laura Croft. I mean, you uh, uh, play, playing the first two reboots, um, if, if you're not excited for this third one, 
Um, and this looks like it is really taking a turn for the dark. So, yeah. so it looks like it's going to be fabtabulous. Fabtabulous. Um, well, on this episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man. We're going to be talking about uh, a new Streets of Rage game. Devil May Cry, yeah, yeah. Um, Onimusha, uh, Mass Effect, and much more right here on the 226th episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. All right, and we're back. Um, so I'm very excited for this episode. we got some pretty awesome stuff to talk about news-wise. Uh, and then later on, we got uh, some pretty cool topics. So first and foremost, the City Never Sleeps DLC has been teased for Spider-Man, and Black Cat has been revealed to be one of the characters in the game. This makes the game even more interesting because you do have the Sinister Six that you're going to face off against, but they also announced that there's going to be a ton of characters from the Marvel Universe in that, uh, well, the Spider-Man Universe, let's say that. Uh, in this game, uh, there's Miles Morales. He's already been seen in some of the trailers and gameplay. Um, now, we don't know if Miles is going to be playable at any point in time or what. That would be a pretty cool DLC to have Miles Morales as a playable character. Um, but I do think that um, so far the game looks fantastic. I think it is going to be uh, a great superhero game. Bolts. What do you think about uh, Spider-Man so far? <sighs> um, superheroes. Superhero games, movies. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game. Visually, playability, everything about the game will be great. Yeah. It just, to me, it's just, it's your, your Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I, mean, that's, I mean, that's it. Um, I mean, we, we, you know, if, if you've read the comics, uh, mostly, if you've read the comics, then you know the story of Spider-Man. Um, well, let's say it like this, bro. Let's say it like this. I, Who? What? What is your favorite superhero? I, mean, I don't know if I have a favorite superhero. Now, I defend more superheroes than others. Yeah, but I necessarily don't have a favorite superhero. Okay. What? What are? What are? What are? What are? What is the one of the main superheroes that you defend the most? Batman? No, I, no, no. Batman's not a superhero. He has money. Batman is a superhero. He has money. Oh, bro. It's just like Tony Stark. He has money. So Tony Stark's not a superhero. If if Tony Stark didn't have money, could he? Could no? He couldn't be able to afford the metal to build the Iron Man suit. No. True. You know, if Batman, if Batman, excuse me, Bruce Wayne, if he didn't have the money <laughs> to purchase, you know, all the stuff out of the the R and D. Re- uh, department of yeah. his dad's company yeah. could it be able to build a bat suit? No. Superheroes. Superman is a superhero. He's a godlike creature from outer space. Thor's a <laughs> fucking god. 
<laughs> okay, Thor is the god of lightning. Yeah. That's that's the you. one that other probably than Superman, a stupid ass kryptonite. Other than Superman, Thor is the other than of course anybody else from Asgard. The, the like epitome of what yeah, a superhero. That is, is a to superhero. Be. Yeah. That is he is a godlike being across the universe yeah. that really can't be killed unless it's by another god. Yeah. I mean, that's it. True. There should be nobody bigger, better than him, besides maybe Thanos. And Thanos is a fucking titan. But you know, but what about all- like Hulk? Hulk, Hulk, Hulk is Hulk is a benefit of fucking radi- of gamma radiation from crying. I know, out but that's how that, but that's how it always I, falls down. I know, you know, I know, I know. Right, but I'm, I, but I don't have to defend Hulk because Hulk is this. No, Hulk, I know. Hulk got his superpowers because of something stupid. But like, let me let me ask you like this because we've talked about Spider Man as a character before. Like you, somewhat like you enjoy. You, you and me, you know, we, we just enjoy movies in general. And, mm-hmm. and whenever it comes down to, like, superhero movies, we are always some of the first ones to go and right, see it. Right. Um, but you've always kind of had this, like, thing about Spider-Man. Like, he doesn't, like, you feel, it's almost, in my perspective, it feels like you don't, he doesn't belong as a superhero because he got bit by a spider. But when you technically think about his aspects no, as no. a superhero, no, 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 I'm just saying, just my perspective. There's a lot of times that, like, you, you... Okay, like, I know you went and saw the original release with Tommy McGuire of Spider-Man. No, oh, sure those, were, those were... Those were... Those were really even bad. the first one, you didn't like it? I, did, I didn't like Tommy McGuire's Spider-Man. Okay, what about uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? I loved Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Okay. But, like, his superpowers. He was... He has superhuman strength. He can crawl on well, walls. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, he has, he, has, he has spider... He has spider tendencies. That's yeah. what he is. Uh-huh. That stuff doesn't bother me. I, I'm not... Def- Spider-Man himself is is a great character. Yeah. By all means. But you're... you're we're cutting it down to, like, games. Game, game-wise, yeah. as far as games goes, it, it's, it's any superhero game. Whether it's yeah. Spider-Man, whether it's Batman, even the Arkham series. Mm-hmm. You, you can... Okay. I mean, I mean, if if it's like a remake of a game to me. If you know, for instance, Resident Evil that's fixing that's being completely redone from the ground up. Yeah, I already know what's happening. Yeah, you know, but it's the same way with the comics as far as 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 far as 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 superhero games. I've read the comics. I know all. I know tons of all the Spider-Man universes, the Marvel universes, the yeah. DC universes, the the backwards and the inwards, and the and the, and the, and the, when Superman turns into the red Superman, shit like that. I know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. The games, the games like that don't appeal me. Graphics, graphics wise, that shit doesn't that, that that doesn't phase me one bit. It is nowadays because you could buy a terrible game. That looks and it's fantastic. just gonna look fucking great. Yeah, you know, it's got to be story driven. It's got to have something in it. And yes, yeah, Spider Man will be great, especially <clears throat> to a lot of the younger kids because it's yeah. Spider Man. For exactly. crying out loud, it's Spider Man. And I'm not down that. It's just it's Spider Man. Like just, you're saying, like you can only go so far until it's just like, okay, well, that's right? cool. It's, I guess I'm gonna have to move on. It's, it's just like it's just like the Arkham series. The, yeah. the, the, the only game I played was Arkham Asylum. After that, I was done. Well, see, I played, I played Arkham Asylum, Arkham City. I played yeah. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight is by far the best in the series. No matter what anyone says, Arkham Knight was fantastic. Sprawling level, unbelievable depth. Story was amazing. Uh, you know, side story missions were great. One problem I had was the Riddler quests. They were like some of the most annoying and aggravating quests that I've ever dealt with in my life. And there was a lot of times, especially in Arkham Knight, you couldn't get the actual ending of the game 
like a, the cool, cool ending of the game unless you found all of the Riddler trophies, mm-hmm. which was ridiculous, right, right, bro. Right. But that's where it kind of attests to what you, you're saying of like, you know, you can only go and do that so far until you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm moving on to another game. And I can understand what you're saying in that aspect with like Spider-Man. It's going to be the same way. It's going to be like a 20 to 30 hour story game. It's going to have a couple of side quests. There's going to be DLC missions, whatever else. That's the reason why I got the digital deluxe edition. Cause it comes with that season pass. Um, and, and I'm, I'm stoked about it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Um, but I can understand where you're coming from, uh, in, in, in saying like you, like you're excited. I know that like, if you're here at the house, like I'm sure you'll play it and be like, Oh, okay, that's cool. You know, it's got some cool aspects to it, but it's not something that you're going to invest no, your time in. Cause you know, well. eventually it's something that you're going to be like, okay, I'm done with. That's it. But I mean, that's kind of like, yeah, no, no, we can agree. Yeah. We'll move on to the next thing. Speaking <laughs> of that, speaking of Spider-Man. There's a new thing that people have kind of made into like a jokey thing. It's called Puddlegate. So this is something that happened that, you know, Spider-Man fans became irate the other day because some uh, new images from uh, some gameplay uh, was shown off. And it shows, basically it shows this scene that we saw during E3 2017 of you know, Spider-Man, he's looking at all these gangsters and there's these real detailed puddles and so on and so forth. Everyone's like, wow, look at the detail. It looks amazing. Well, then this image was shown and like, it's such a ridiculous thing. The, the, the little, the, the literal comparison is, is by a photo. It shows a, I guess more of a, a like graphically enhanced spider-man or whatever they're trying to say with all these like visually amazing puddles and then it shows a post-launch spider-man that still has very detailed puddles but you can see some shadows aspects are changed up a little bit whatever else now it has been basically said at this point in time that this picture has been kind of taken out of context uh, because the game, from what reviewers are saying, is still unbelievably beautiful. Um, now, everyone should understand and know that during E3, there are times that we're going to see gameplay for stuff that like looks amazing. That is that type of mixture of gameplay and cinematics that when the game comes out, it doesn't look as good as it did when they show it off. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think, this is a revealed trailer. you know, And we saw that with... Well, we saw it in a pretty bad way with games like uh, Watch Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so Watch Dogs, when it came out, like when it was announced, like Bolts and all of us, I mean, all my friends online and, and you know, where I live, whatever, everyone was freaking out about Watch Dogs. We thought this was going to be like the new shit um, because the graphics and the supposed in-game gameplay that was shown off was unbelievable. I mean, it was really, really just like it, it was hard to fathom that it, it was amazing. That good. It was amazing. So then, when the game came out, bro, it was completely different. It was super lackluster. Um, it was not even close to to what we had seen beforehand. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know. 
this puddle gate thing is ridiculous i mean we all know that these type of games are you know there's always a possibility that before the actual release of the game we're going to see some changes in development yeah shit's gonna change yes exactly people have to realize that yes at e3 they brought you a piece of a game yeah a piece a fraction a semicolon, a star <laughs> in space of a game. Yeah. Now, whenever they get done doing that, they've got to continue to build and finish the game. So, yes, shit is going to change over a period of time. Yeah. And you just got to get over that shit. Exactly. So, this is the thing is that, you know, I don't care. I would, <laughs> right? when, I, when I look at it, when I look at it like this, I would rather them come out and say, hey, look, this was our E3 demo. Uh, it looked, you know, as good as it did. But then we started thinking it could still look that good and run not as good. Or we can downgrade some of the graphics a little bit and make it run better in-game. Frame rate or frame rate rise, uh, resolution-wise, gameplay-wise. I, mean, I would rather have a slight downgrade in graphics. Uh, and that's that's why you see some of these games now. Like, you know, Tomb Raider, God of War, whatever else. It gives you the options to change those. Would you rather have a 4K experience that uh, runs at 30 frames per second to where the visuals are unbelievable? Or would you rather downgrade your graphics a little bit and have like 60 frames per second to where it looks smooth and great and whatever else? You know... That's that's a good thing about games nowadays. As it has those options. And see, and see, see that's the thing. That's the one thing that that con- that console gaming has has yet to been able to conquer. Yeah, is is that top quality visuals with that top top quality game physics and story and all that shit. Yeah. If you if you want top of the line this this and this with no hiccups, then you go spend you 6,000, 8,000, exactly. 9,000 dollars on a PC and and you go do it. Yeah. If that's or you what go you- out and get that new uh, Nvidia RTX 2080 graphics card. Exactly. That's exactly. like $1,700 just for a graphics card. Exactly. And once you buy that, then you have to upgrade everything else. Yeah. So, so- if, if if you want that experience where you, that's where you're gonna have to go now. Some most of most and if not all games are made for the consoles and then ported over. That's just how it is. Consoles run the world. Yeah. That's that's what they do. So whenever you're complaining about some dumbass puddle on the ground, <sighs> okay, and this this picture over here doesn't have the puddle or some shit like that, and it just looks a little bit fuzzy. You're stupid. That you you, you want the better gaming experience. And when you and if your gaming experience is choppy, you're gonna fucking hate it. Exactly. And then they're gonna be like, I can't believe they released this shit. Why exactly. would they release it like exactly. that to the games exactly. industry? It's like because of you. That's why you moron. You wanted to complain about a freaking puddle. So I mean, it's it's super ridiculous, man. And it's it's aggravating that we're even still dealing with this type of stuff. Um, you know, but at the same time, I mean, a, a lot of these responses have been ridiculous. You know, we've seen the whole Michael Michael Jordan gif of like, stop it, get some help. We've seen other people comment on there like, come on, guys, let's let's move past this, whatever. It's it's such a stupid complaint. Um, we've seen other ones where this guy's like, man, I just really want these puddles to look good. I want to see some good looking puddles. And somebody replied back was like, got you, bro. Just stare at these pictures of puddles from around my town. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's ridiculous to me, but at the same time, I, I mean, whatever. It, it's it's just funny. But 
anyways, guys, so uh, on to the next topic at hand. Streets of Rage is back. It has been announced that Streets of Rage 4 is coming to console and PC, probably also to Nintendo Switch. It's a hand-drawn game um, by, what was it, Liquid Cube? Yeah, that one game company. <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'm excited. Uh, me and Bolts, uh, back in the day, way back in the day, whenever we were younger, we'd play Streets of oh, Rage all the time. Man. Sega, Super Nintendo. God, oh, you know, one of my favorite ones, Streets of Rage 2, Streets of Rage 1 and 3. You know, Streets yep. of Rage 1 ha- was okay, but Streets of Rage 2, bro, they just, oh, yeah, Str- Streets of Rage oh. was like an upgrade from Double Dragon on the original. Yeah, NES. yeah, I totally agree. So. And, and it was such a great game. This time around, there's, there's a, um, there's Alex, and then there's also, oh my God, I forgot her name, but there's another, there's a female protagonist. Um, so I'm very excited. And I, I mean, I love, there's some people out there that are so stupid and backwards. They're like, I wish they would stop doing this. But I'm, I love the fact that they're adding in more female protagonists now. And instead of it just being like one game here and there that has a female well, protagonist. Well, you know, it's just, it's just showing that the game industry is stepping up with the times. Yes, yeah, fine. And, 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 they're, and they're looking out for everyone. Yeah, um, you, you know, it's just, it's, you know, it's like when Mass Effect first, first came in. I mean, you had a choice to play between, you know, Fem Shep or Mel Shep. And... And you could switch between both of them, and then have you know f- however you want to do it as far as love interests and stories and stuff like that. It's 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 really good. I'm I'm glad they're starting to implement a lot yeah. more of it. Um. So it, and I agree, man. It, it, it's it's just the fact that um, not even just the addition of that. The, it, I'm just so happy to see Streets of Rage back. And right. Sega does have a hand in it. Uh, I think they're doing the production. I don't know if they're doing the full production of the game, but this game will be fully hand drawn. Um, so I- I'm very, very excited. Um, next topic at hand: New Dragon Age and Mass Effect titles will be heavily influenced by Anthem. So we have finally got full confirmation of what we have feared. Um, it, it was announced by the lead producer of Anthem that um, they're going to have uh, a, a continuation of stories. Um, and uh, also the fact that... Now, now, one good thing, real quick, before we get into the negatives. The, the, the DLC story will not be locked behind a price game. They did announce that, which is a great thing. Uh, but when we're moving into other games like Dragon Age and Mass Effect, this is something that me and Bolts have talked about before, that this is their opportunity to come in and try something new and be like, okay, let's see how this works, and then go back to their single-player games. Um, basically, it's sad because he was quoted from VG247 stating, my point is that I hope that future games, whether uh, it is Dragon Age or another Mass Effect, continue uh, this type of storytelling, but it is also said that they are going to be heavily um, it's going to be heavily influenced by the style of gameplay that we're going to get with Anthem. Um, so, the fact of the matter is, and this is just my perspective, and then we'll move to what Bolts has to say about it. My perspective is this. Let's just say Anthem comes out and it is a full-on success for people that love the game. There's tons of people playing it, multiplayer, whatever else, all this cool jazz, uh, this 
um, non-sprawling, branching story. Everybody's like, man, I really love the way this is. Um, and then eventually, you know, months later or whatever, it sizzles off. But initially, you know, they did what they wanted to do. Well, then Bioware takes that and says, okay, well, this is what we're going to do with Mass Effect now. You know, even though there are people out there that are huge Mass Effect fans as a single player game, um, this is what we're doing with it now. Tough shit. What I mean, that's what I'm worried about. Bolts, I see you over there scratching your face, bro. What you got to say? <laughs> I, you man? know, I just I, I don't understand. I mean, you, you know, I understand, and then again, I bigly don't understand. Um, you got three game franchises. Bigly. Yeah, <laughs> I love you, 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 you got three big franchises. You got Dragon Age, which has which has its, which has its own certain following. Mass Effect alone has 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 if not your biggest following. And then you, you and then you're coming out with Anthem. You know, it's a lot like what I talked about with Beth- uh, Bethesda. You know, they're taking they're taking Fallout and they're turning into a, into an MMO. I don't care what anybody says. That's that's what it's going to be. That's what it is. Okay, it's going to be a big online game with multiple online players playing in the same on the same server and doing whatever they do. Okay. Yeah. Now, but which is all fine and dandy. Okay, because Bethesda also is coming out with Starfield, whatever that's going to be. Okay, and then they just now, you know, of course, in, in uh, E3 and stuff like that, they announced Elder Scrolls Six. Now, Elder Scrolls Six, I believe, will be an online game as well. Now, whether it be online co-op, who knows? If it's going to be a big, if it's going to be like Fallout, who knows? I don't. We don't know much about Elder Scrolls Six. But back to Starfield. Starfield will be a a a built from the ground up single player campaign experience. So to me, Fallout seventy six can be exactly what it wants to be and i have no qualms about that yeah now do i am i gonna miss the fallout game that i play and enjoy yes but i have starfield coming so i can i can deal with that yeah now you're taking this 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 game called anthem which you have no idea what kind of success it's going to have all you've got are are some rates and reeves and and, and 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 anything that anybody has said online about it just from the gameplay and stuff like that you've presented at E3 and all these other little these little other um, gaming conventions and whatnot you have no idea what kind of what kind of feedback you're going to get now I'm sure you haven't even started building a new Mass Effect or building a new Dragon Age until you know what kind of game Anthem is going to be. But if you're going to sit here and tell me that you're going to build everything off of what Anthem is, and Anthem comes out in bombs, you're going to bring it. You better bring out something bombing, dude. Yeah. You you better bring out something beastly because you have a lot of followers who 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 didn't like who were Mass Effect fans who didn't like Andromeda. Who didn't, you know, even people who didn't like Mass Effect probably maybe have played Andromeda for the RPG aspect of it, didn't like it. Me personally, I liked it just because I am a Mass Effect fan. I could get past some of the small quorms here and there and there. Okay. Especially when you fix the patches, everything was a lot better. But you have Bioware, you're built on, you were built off of Mass Effect. You built Dragon Age off of Mass Effect. You're building Anthem off of Mass Effect. Don't fuck it up, bro. Yeah, that's and and that's all I got. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Dragon Age is Dragon Age. I I couldn't get into Dragon Age for whatever reason. I just couldn't get into it. Mass Effect 
is your cherry on top of the sundae that's got nuts and chocolate shavings and bananas and strawberries and cherry. It's got everything. That is that is your gold piece. That was your that was your golden nugget into the gaming world. You and Microsoft built Mass Effect, and it was fucking phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. The decision, the decision making. You, yes, you, it was a single player campaign, but you had to connect with every single thing in the game to experience it. And, yeah. and you could grow with the characters. You could do this. You could do that. And whatever decision you made in the first one affected the third one. It's just how it was, and it was great. Everything about it was well, it was fucking phenomenal. Uh-huh. And then you're going to base everything off a game that you haven't released. You're talking about basing the next Dragon Age or Mass Effect off a game you haven't released, and you have no idea what kind of feedback you're going to get. Yeah, you've already got it in your mind. This is what we kind of want to go with it. Yeah, and then that game's going to come out, and for whatever reason, it may completely just lay of just shit in the storm, pissing in the wind, and you're going to be up shit creek. So whatever you do with Anthem, whatever you do with Mass Effect, what you do with Dragon Age. If you can't build off of whatever, it's on, it's going to be your own goddamn fault. And, yeah. that's, and that's the truth. Yeah. Very well said, Bolt. My boy always gets passionate about his games, um, especially whenever it comes down to Bioware. We'll say it again and again. My dude has some of the best uh, opinions whenever it comes down to uh, Bioware games, for sure. So uh, Next up, Devil May Cry 5. Photo mode has been shown off of PAX West. This is another shout-out to VG247, giving them a lot of love this week. Um, they have... What kind of love, bud? Uh, whatever love they wish. Um, Capcom announced during the Devil May Cry 5 panel at PAX West, not only would the game contain a photo mode, but galleries and training modes as well. So photo modes are a pretty big thing now in gaming, and one of the coolest photo modes that I've actually seen is the recent trailer that was shown off for Spider-Man in the photo mode. So you can do all different types of like crazy poses, whatever else, yeah. and then you can do a ton of different filters. Some of the filters you can actually make your photo look like the front cover of an amazing Spider-Man yep. comic, which yep. is so freaking cool. Um, but... With me being a big Devil May Cry fan, I've played Devil May Cry 1, 2, 3, 4, um, all, even DMC, which I loved. Um, and uh, I, I'm oh, very, I love DMC, man. Bro, DMC oh. was such a different take on oh, freaking Devil May so Cry games. It was fucking crack addict superhero, man. Wow, it was so good, bro. Dude. Oh, my God. Like the devil and his freaking wife yep. and all that. Oh, my God. Man, that man. one level that you had to go through is like you're on acid and oh, LSD. Dude, it was so nuts, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. But, you know, it. there's a lot of times that we have seen games do stuff like that, take that big type of leap. And uh, leap of faith to see what Basically, people. Basically, yeah. Oh, and bro, and I'm telling you right now, Ninja Theory uh, did an amazing job at. Uh, they did an amazing job at changing the series, but keeping it the same. You know. So, anyways, but like I said, it has been shown off uh, this new photo mode that's going to be available in the game, which is really cool. Um, and I'm glad that they're adding it. I know it's a small addition; it's not some giant big deal. But, I, I mean, I think it is because I love those type of additions into games. And especially with this being such a different right. no, um, no, absolutely. style. Absolutely. No, I, I love the photo op. Um, and, you know, me, me being all about, you know, history and stuff like that, Assassin's yeah. Creed Origins had a photo had a photo mode yes, into it, it. Did. i mean you run on the horse and you pan around and you get the sunset over the pyramids of of, of Gita. man it was that was right, that was yeah. cool but of course yeah. you know 
you'll be able to take it to an extreme, I'm sure. And oh, see. yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. So, um, like I said, I know that's a small little topic or whatever, but I'm I'm super stoked about it. And it's just like what Bolt said. It's, you know, Devil May Cry is one of those games that you could definitely take that photo mode, you know, over the edge and do things that will really highlight not just, you know, the game itself, but the graphics and the environment and everything else. Oh, so, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm super, super stoked. We're watching a little bit of the trailer and the footage and stuff showing off from from packs um so and also i noticed too that in some of this gameplay that they released that uh he uh, actually has a his arm is like upgradable uh so you can change his arm and stuff like that that's, in the a, game. That, that's a cool little rpg aspect to it yeah yeah kind of shout out to what another game could have been that wasn't Metal Gear 5. <laughs> Anyways, um, so topic number six, Unreal Engine Code. Uh, the recent update to the Unreal Engine Code has hinted at Herberus, which is a new next-gen console. So it has been hinted that uh, the... It's 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 a weird thing to kind of talk about because we know we're there's a very big possibility we're about to see another console from oh. both companies. Oh yeah, um, Hand, yeah, hands down. Now it's kind of weird because like the PS4, it feels like it just came out yesterday. Xbox One, it feels it feels like it just came out yesterday, but that was almost five years ago, right? 2013. Yeah, yeah, five years ago. So um, previous consoles, we'll see that kind of almost stretch to a ten year life cycle. Uh, we saw it with, we definitely saw it with PlayStation One. PlayStation One launched in 1995 and didn't end production until 2000, 2003 or 2004. Yeah, the, the PS2 came out in 2002, I think. I thought it was sooner than that. It may, it may have been because Metal Metal Gear One came out, and the only reason why I'm thinking about this because I did that article and stuff this morning. Metal Gear One came out in '98, so it had to been like 2001. It, yeah, I think it was because because I think the PS3. What time did that? When did the Xbox 360 launch? 2006. Yeah, and then uh, the PS3 launched in 2007. Or 2005, whatever. Anyways, it's kind of hard to and confusing sometimes. But anyways, so um, Herberus appears alongside the PS4, Xbox, Switch, and other platform codes in this. And the reason why is um, the reason why they're thinking this is because you know PSVR was named Morpheus in its code name. Uh, PS4 had a code name of Orbis. Um, the PS4 Pro was Neo. Uh, Herberus just fits along with the mythological names that have been placed before. Or it fits the names of the Matrix. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> this is all fake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Neo, Morpheus, come on now. Yeah, true, true. But, uh, yeah, so this is a, a little cool tidbit. Now, real quick, before we move into the next topic, with that being said, Bolts, you and me have talked about this already before. The Xbox One has been hinted to have two versions of their console. It's going to have supposedly a physical version Great. of the console and a cloud-based version of their console. Now, this is a the cloud-based service is something that they originally planned on adding in the original Xbox One. Um, they actually had hinted at this with the Xbox 360 as well uh, in pre-production. They had talked about download services and whatever else. But um, 
do do you think we'll see something like that with the PS4, with the download service, with them having PlayStation Now? I subscribe to PlayStation Now because it works pretty well, um, and I like it. There's a total of like six hundred something games that I could play, um, which I just love. I, I think as, as far as if you need two consoles for a cloud base and a, and a physical base, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's here near. I mean if. You could put all that shit basically in one. I mean, you can have that in one system. It's just like an iPhone. You know, you can download shit to your phone and then put stuff in the iCloud. Yeah. You know, you can have that in one system. Um, I think Sony's going to have one system. Um, and I think it'll 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 be a lot like you. you you'll be able to just if you want if you want to digitally download them. Then I, th- I think there could be a cloud something like that uh-huh. for the PlayStation. Um, I don't think there's any to be two consoles for that because the cloud is the cloud. It's in the fucking air. Yeah. You know, you don't need a, a console for a fucking air format to save shit, you know? Yeah. Um, but once again, as, as far as, as far as PlayStation five, I think, I think that, I think it'll be one system. It'll have a cloud, a cloud base where you can save stuff. Microsoft making two systems. You just bought all these great companies. Don't fuck it up. By going out there trying to put out two systems for people to confuse the shit of what they want to do. Yeah, I mean it's going to confuse them anyway. It's it's, it's 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 just <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. If you know, and 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 also, but also in retrospect, you know, at least they're looking out for the for the people that live out in the boonies who can't really download shit. Yeah. You know, I'll give them, I'll give them a small credit for that. Um, but just come out with one system. Don't be yeah. doing all this Xbox One, Xbox One S. Xbox Scorpio and then Xbox One X and it's just it, Xbox Cloud. It doesn't make any sense. Just make the one system. If you want to have a cloud base, have it some way implemented into the hardware already, where you can just save it to the to the Xbox Cloud yeah. or you know the vaporization of water precipitation. I don't give a shit. Just don't do two systems. That's just yeah. dumb. Yeah, true. Um. All right. So next up, there has been a new. Uh, Soul Calibur trailer uh, released. Uh, this was on uh, 29th or 30th. Um, been released showing off the character Aswell, who is supposedly the leader of humanity. Uh, and from what it seems from this gameplay trailer that we have seen, Aswell uh, shows weird tendencies it seems like he is able to control soul edge and soul caliber is that what i'm seeing i don't know Uh, there's like blue swords red swords and there's a multitude of different swords that he's using so from what it looks like to me it looks like he's able to control different versions of spirit swords it says that he has uh fragmentations of cursed and spirit swords so I don't know, bro. That, that would be pretty crazy if he had like a multitude of different like spirit versions of Soul Caliber swords, right? Because there's Soul Caliber, which is the light version, and then there's Soul Edge, which is the dark version. Which you know, anytime someone can, well, in in previous titles, if someone holds Soul Edge, they become Nightmare, um, or are you know whatever, but. Uh, in this aspect, things may be a little different in this game, especially with the new uh, characters that we've seen. And we see now, too, in some of the gameplay that he has like, yeah, bro. Yeah, there it is right there. He He's able to control Soul Edge and Soul Calibur at the same exact time. 
It's gonna be after that, that. Bro, that guy I mean, man, is gonna look, be look, crazy. Bro, I don't even want to talk about it because I know I'm gonna have to fight him 900 million times, <laughs> and I'm gonna get pissed every single time I fight him. So this is a pretty crazy character. He's like one of the first newer characters in in a little bit. Um, you know, like they've introduced other new characters before, but this is a pretty. I was gonna say no, nothing with the significant power that he's gonna produce. No. no. Um, and uh, I, I'm excited. Uh, it comes out the 19th of October. I'm very excited. There's also a pretty sick collector's edition, which comes with a 12-inch statue of Sofitia. Uh, also comes with a steelbook case, all this other stuff. There's a possibility your boy Caleb's going to be getting it. Um, because, I don't know, man. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Soul Cal guy, and that statue just looks sick. Um, but you know, we all, you also want to get it because it does come along with the season pass, which is going to have new characters and whatever. Fuck that. Get the statue dog. I don't know, bro. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyways, moving on to the next topic at hand, Onamusha warlords is being remastered for PC and console, baby. That's pretty great. Oh news, my bro. God, man. I am so freaking excited guys. You don't understand Onamusha. Oh my god, bro. Onamusha changed me as a person. <laughs> like, I had played games, of course, that were just great. Whatever else, you know. I talked about it in my Metal Gear article this morning that, you know, Metal Gear Solid changed my perspective on the games industry, making me understand that video games can be more than just like, oh, well, I'm playing this game as a frog or whatever else. It could be a cinematic experience. And Onomusha Warlords was definitely one of those games. Uh, the Onomusha series is by far one of my favorite series of all time. Um, I obviously did not like the fourth one. I didn't like the new character. There were some things that were wrong with it. Um, but Onomusha as a whole, I think, is probably one of the best series um, that has ever been done by Capcom. And I really hope, really hope that Onomusha Warlords does good and they announce at E3 next year that they're coming out with a new Onomusha. I would totally trip out. I would lose my shit. Um, but it does, uh, it's going to have, of course, you know, high-end graphics. Uh, it's going to uh, also have um, uh, an ability to where a, a screen roll feature uh, has been added for widescreen displays. The background scrolls up and down according to players' movements, uh, which is pretty cool, and it makes it look a little bit easier as well. Um, there is an easy mode from the start of the game, so if you are if you are not if you are not a big uh, gamer like this. Uh, if you don't play some of these games, you you wouldn't understand because Onimusha is a very hard game. Let me tell you this: at times, it's not Dark okay. Souls, but well, it's not dark. Well, it's not Ninja Gaiden either, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I will say this: if if you play games on easy, the, uh, why? Bother? There there, but there are people that listen, you know. And Brittany Bombastic actually said this to me, or said this on Twitter one That's time, uh, and <laughs> she's part of uh, What's Good Games. Uh, she said it. If you if you play games on easy, it is totally fine. There are some people out there that are just freaking awful at games. I suck at legends. I'm trying as hard as possible to do better, bro. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm practicing. I suck at Elder Scrolls Legends, but I want to do better. And even the more I practice, the more freaking frustrated I get. Um, but I I'm 
like I said, back to what I was saying, you know, it, it comes with all these different features and whatever else. One of the greatest things about it, it has a brand new soundtrack and Japanese voice actors have been recorded to accompany the new release of Onimusha Warlords. Um, originally, the game came out in 2001 on PS2, so that kind of confirms what we were saying earlier. That like I think it was nine or I think it was 99 or 2000 when the PlayStation yep. 2 came out. Yep. Um, it sold over two million copies worldwide. Uh, now, what's even better about this? It comes out January 15th, and it's only going to be 19.99, bro. Now you tell me that's not a fucking awesome price. Oh yeah. There's so many games out there now that launch, and they're like, oh, it's a remaster of this, $59.99, or $39.99, right. $19.99. You know what really makes me even more excited? $19.99, bro. What does that tell you? They're already Capcom has already made a good profit from it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Secondly, it tells me that this, this game has support from you know the investors of Capcom, and that... The other titles will be remastered as well. I could totally see. Why would they just do one? You know what I'm I saying? Because Onimusha Two up. was great. Bro. I don't see. I don't know because because we're because January 15th. That's going to be 2019. Mm-hmm. We're going to get closer to E3, and they're going to be slowly announcing the PS5. I know, PS5. but you, I'm just saying. I know, but just think about this. Okay. Say it comes out January 15th. Game comes out. You know, a month later they come out and say Onimusha Two. Is getting re-released, 1999. Okay, then Onimusha three, a couple months later, right before E3 comes out, it it releases because they are there. Uh, in my opinion, they're they're obviously probably working on one of them at least. Then E3 happens, PlayStation five gets announced, new Xbox gets announced, Onimusha launch time. Cap- oh yes, Capcom comes up and says Onimusha is coming back, baby. Now, oh, dude, I would lose it, man. I would lose it. Holy crap. But all right. Anyways, guys, so speaking of it, we've been talking about Metal Gear here and there. Um, We're going to kind of talk about Metal Gear Solid real quick because Metal Gear Solid 1 turned 20 years old today, baby. Now, Metal Gear Solid 1, you're talking about the one on the PS1, right? Metal Gear Solid 1. uh, It came out September 3rd of 1998. 20 years old. Um, Actually, in July of this year... The Metal Gear series turned 31 years yep. old, which is freaking nuts, bro. Um, and I always joke around with people. I'm like, it was, it was fate. It was fate for me because, you know, this game was made this. And then I, I always joke and say the, the game came out. The game came out like three weeks before I was born. <laughs> Metal Gear. Uh, so I'm like, it was fate. I was meant to play this. <laughs> retired, but Metal Gear is is just uh, near and dear to my heart, man. Metal Gear is is by far one of my favorite game series of all time. Um, it is a it is a breath of fresh air whenever it comes down to video games as a whole, um, and uh, it it really it really changed my perspective on the games industry. Uh, it was such a cinematic unbelievable game uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 just it was crazy and one of those games that it was one of those games that was so great it had a re-release remaster before re-release remasters were even done you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like they came out with Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes on the GameCube it was a remastered it was a remastered version of Metal Gear Solid 1 exclusive for the GameCube, and it is still to this day one of the best games that the GameCube has ever had, that, that ever had. 
um, and graphically for the time being was unbelievable. Um, just the fact that that we got to see such a great game get that type of remaster that early on before we really even saw remasters was was a was a pretty awesome honor. But it, it was a it just Metal Gear as a whole. Metal Gear One. I'm so glad that it's that it's been you know it's I don't know it's it's had the love that it's had. Let's say it like that. Uh-huh. Metal Gear Solid One through four. Um, yep. Metal Gear Solid 1 through 4 unbelievable series even the side games you know like you got Metal Gear Solid Ghost Shell which was on the Game Boy Color yep uh, and then there was Metal Gear Solid Acid on the PSP mm-hmm. um, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker uh, well, I think it was on the, wasn't that on the PSP as PSP well PSP as well um, then there was uh, oh my god bro I haven't really, I haven't really dealt with Metal Gear Solid games in quite some time. I usually would always know the list, um, but you know the games for me, uh, the games for me that really just struck a chord were you know the main Metal Gear titles, mm-hmm. of course. Um, here we go, here we go. Here's here's the weird list of games that came out. Okay, so. <sighs> there was Metal Gear, Metal Gear, or well, there was Metal Gear, then it was called Snake's Revenge, then Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, uh, then there was Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Ghost Babble, which came out on Game Boy Color, that's what that was, uh, then there was Metal Gear Solid uh, 2 Sons of Liberty on so PS2, good. such an amazing oh, game, oh man, it was a great game. Uh, then there was Metal Gear Solid 2 Subsistence, which was like a collector's edition type version of the game. Um, it actually launched... Originally, Metal Gear Solid 2 was on um, was on PS2 only. Mm-hmm. And then Subsistence came out a year later on uh, Xbox... Uh, original Xbox. Original Xbox. Um, I think it was. I think it came out on original Xbox. I'm almost certain it did. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Came out on Xbox as well, and it was like a really big thing. Like when that happened, gamers were freaking out. Um, and then 2004, we had Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes launch for the GameCube, which I was like, Twin Snakes, what is that about? And I'm like, oh my god, this is a fucking remaster, a remake of the original, which was just great. Um, then we had Metal Gear Solid 3, uh, Snake Eater, which was by far by far one of the best games in the freaking series. Mm-hmm. It was just, oh my god, dude. It was so crazy. And you know what's stupid is that in 2004, I was a senior in high school, and um, at the time, I had a lot of stuff going on, so I didn't, I wasn't watching a lot of game trailers or anything like that, and like, I pretty much had taken a step back from gaming, and like, out of nowhere, a friend of mine was talking about it, and I was like, what? And like, Metal Gear Solid 3 is coming out, and I'm like, huh? So, I was huh? so, I was so confused <laughs> when I started playing this, I didn't realize that this was based on Big Boss until, um, I, f- like, fully played the game. Yeah. And... It even made it so much better, bro. Like, the <laughs> fact that I went in not knowing anything at all, it made the experience so much better. Well, then we got, in 2004, we got Metal Gear, A- Metal Gear Acid. 2005, we got Metal Gear Acid 2, which was like a strategic 
Metal Gear game. Yep. Yep. It was more kind of like a Japanese RPG game. Uh, then we got Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence, um, which was... Uh, or was it Subsistence or was it... Subsistence. Okay, Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance came out in 2002, and then Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence came out in 2005. So it was the same thing. Uh, it was it came out on Xbox 360, PS2. It was like a collector's edition. It had all this extra stuff, VR missions and all this. Then there was a weird time for Metal Gear. This is whenever things kind of started like act, getting strange. So, Did you know there's going to be zombies later? <laughs> I, know, I know this is mainly a talk about... <laughs> Shut up, bro. Oh, my God. The zombies you can hit them with a stick. Uh, you can, yeah, you can, poke them with a, well, you can poke them with a pole. Oh, shit. Oh, okay, bro. Good. I'm it sorry. It was ridiculous. No, it's fine. Um, all right, so... There was a Metal Gear Solid digital graphic novel, which came out on the PSP. It was so weird, bro. Like, it was such a weird experience for me because I went in. I'm like, okay, this is going to kind of just be like a graphic retailing or whatever. I had a PSP at the time, and they changed things about the story in the game. So I, I was a little upset. Like, some of the... I guess it's because like you you see this type of stuff in like mangas to where like the manga and the TV show are not the same. You know, but at the same time like I'm not down for that shit, bro. Like <laughs> I know the original story, whatever. Right. You know, that's what Hideo Kojima had had done. So um, then we get Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, which is based on Big Boss came out in 2006 um for for PSP. Then there was Portable Ops Plus Metal Gear Solid Mobile, which was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was like a mobile phone version of the game for like flip phones. Um, probably came out with that, probably made it for that original uh, Sony phone, <laughs> the gaming phone that looked like the PSP Go. Oh, oh my God, my, yes. I put money on it, that's what it was made for. Oh my for. God, yeah, that was crazy. There was like a phone that came out and it had a mixture of, like it was a mixture of a PSP and a cell phone. Oh, joke, so it was bro. horrible. Um, then... The big baby itself. Metal Gear Solid 4 for the PS3. One of my favorite freaking games of all time. This game was unbelievable. Such a great game. Overall graphics, audio. I mean, David Hayter hit it out of the freaking ballpark with this like aged old snake. The freaking, oh my God, bro. Hands up in the air for the freaking music. Unbelievable soundtrack great and then it also was a a an addition of an online service as well uh for the game which was really fun um then there was metal gear solid touch which was blah you know whatever it was like it was just a touch base it's a little rapey game. it was horrible uh <laughs> shut up bro then there was metal gear solid peace walker so a lot of people sit there and say it all they want to that's fine have at it peace walker is looked at as like oh my god it's one of the best it was one of the best games out there. Yeah. It was amazing. No, it was not. It was Peace Walker and Portable Ops, um, especially Peace Walker. It took this whole strategic aspect. I did not like it at all. Say what you want. Call me an idiot. That's fine. Um, then idiot. you had the Metal Gear Solid HD Collection, <clears throat> which was put on Xbox 360 and PS3. It had Metal Gear Solid uh, 2, 3, um, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and what else? It was... 
Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, and Peace Walker. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, it, 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 like I said, it gets weird. Then you had Metal Gear Solid Social Ops, which was a mobile entry to basically portable ops, but it was like on Android and iOS. It came out in 2012. It was by Kojima Productions, but it, it was weird, man. It was, it was a mobile game. Uh, then, out of nowhere, did not expect it. Uh, Metal Gear Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, based on freaking Raiden, one of the most hated characters in the original game of like Metal Gear Solid Two, because they had that whole you know switch out thing. You had to play as Raiden throughout the oh, entire game yeah, instead of yeah. Solid Snake. Um, but Ra- Rising Revengeance was unbelievable. R- Raiden ended up becoming the new Cyborg Ninja. Uh, it was done by uh, it was done by Kojima Productions, but developed by Platinum Games. And it was, I enjoyed the hell out of it, man. Bro, it was fucking amazing. It was so so good. Um, but then we had you know a pretty cool thing. I did I got to do the, a review of this Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection. Came with a total of eight games, movies, right? But art but, book, but, but once everything. again, once you've already played them, you've played it, you know. <laughs> Watch what you fucking say, Bolts. Oh, my God. But then we we got an overhype. Um, we got Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. It was free for everybody, or I think it was like maybe at the start it was like 19 bucks. Um, it was basically a condensed hype-up demo for Metal Gear Solid Five. It was it was crazy. It was so unbelievable. You play as Big Bosh, go to this island, you save these people, whatever else. You're like, oh my god, the game's gonna be so good. Blah 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 blah. Then we move into 2015 and we get Metal Gear Solid Five. Unpopular opinion here, so just get ready for it. Metal Gear Solid Five was one of my dis most disappointing games of 2015. Yes, graphically, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, Is that I think chicken on his head. Yeah, it's a chicken on his head. That's like that's your reward for when you uh, play on easy mode. You have to have a chicken on your head. So, anyways, graphically is unbelievable. The map was super sprawling, dude. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was such a big map, and it was one of those games that actually launched on PS4, PS3, whatever else, and you could definitely see the difference in graphics between both of them. The voice acting was unbelievable. Music was unbelievable. Collector's Edition was unbelievable. But the the way Konami handled the Kojima situation, the way it affected the game as a whole, the way that it strangled a lot of the storyline, the way that they cut a shit ton of story out. There's, there's modes in the game that were completely cut out. Um, in my perspective, a lot of the things that were added to the game were fucking stupid. Uh, we had this man on fire who was obviously a spirit of Vulgan. Um, he was not like you had like one point in time you shot him a couple times. Like, blah, 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 blah. You had this little kind of hit and miss um, mission with him, but there was no nothing more of it. You know, like if you went into this game completely blind, which for some reason a lot of people did, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Right. You know, there was no more backdrop of that at all. There was a couple of times that Volgan's name was mentioned. But then one of the worst things was fucking Psycho Manus. Psycho Manus was in the game, people. Psycho Mantis was in this fucking game. You didn't get to have any type of fight against him at all. 
You had fucking Liquid Snake in the game. You didn't get to have any fight against him, which it was supposed to be the end fucking mission. You didn't get to do any of that shit. And Bolts is just sitting here watching me like, Caleb's going off. I, I'm fucking, it's such, such an aggravating game. The Phantom Pain. You know, yes, it had a crazy ending. You find out, oh my God, okay, story is exactly what we expected it to be. This isn't really Big Boss. You know, if you hadn't played the game yet, fuck you. Whatever. I don't know what to tell you. It's it's past the point. You should be able to play it. Um, but go and play this game. If you were able to download this game when it was available on <laughs> when it was available on PlayStation Plus, um, please play this game. And the reason why I'm telling you to is, you know, if you if you get a chance as well, play Metal Gear Solid Three beforehand. Play Metal Gear Solid 3 and then jump right into... Don't play any of the fucking side games. Play Metal Gear Solid 3 and then jump directly into Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain, okay? Because it is pretty much a connection to this game. You know, you see what happens with Big Boss. You see all this crazy shit. What, if, what the fuck ever. You know, read up online if you want filler. Um, but with, with Metal Gear Solid 5, yes, it was a graphical... I mean, it was it, it was crazy. It was unbelievably beautiful gameplay, but fucking shit. They tra- they, they've changed Metal Gear so much in the last couple of years, it's ridiculous. A fucking strategic base game to where you have this, like, home base and, you know, Big Boss's army and all this other shit. I don't want none of that shit, bro. I don't fucking want that. I don't want that. I want Metal Fucking Gear. I want a story-driven fucking game that we got from Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, 3. And even in the fucking portable ops, it was more of a story mode than this. All this was was like jump back and forth. And I have no fucking qualms against Hideo Kojima. I fully blame this 100% on fucking Konami. There was speed-ups. There was cutouts. There was, oh, you're spending too much money. You're spending too much this. You're doing too much that. Blah, 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 blah. Konami fucked this game in the ass. They completely destroyed this game. And and yes, I don't know the full fucking story of what happened between Kojima Productions and, and, and Konami. I know that what has been said. I know the way they treated fucking Kojima at that thing. I know the way that Konami can treated their fucking employees with this title and i know the way that konami has fucked themselves in the last couple of years canceling games like fucking silent hill which was supposed to be an amazing fucking first person game and then taking fucking metal gear into metal gear survive a fucking literally a fucking zombie game based in the metal gear universe it takes you to an alternate fucking universe and it was a horrible game hey you, hey, you know what's next what? Metal Gear the MMO. Oh, bro. I'd be fucking done. I'm like, I'm done! Um, it's so crazy. And I know I'm like, I'm dragging this out. I'm sorry, guys. I, I did not even plan on talking about the other games. But I, it shows you I'm a fucking passionate Metal Gear fan. Metal Gear is... I mean, bro, when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out and I beat the game, I'm not even gonna lie, bro, I was in fucking tears, bro, that ending, the way everything planned out, fucking Solid Snake saw his goddamn dad, he saw his dad, had this conversation with him, all this other shit happened, it was fucking, it was joyful, it was emotional, it was an unbelievable experience, even Metal Gear Rising was that type of experience, but fucking Metal Gear Solid 5, I don't know what happened, bro, and then you get fucking survived three years later, 
It took them three years to make this fucking shit game. Three fucking years. They're like, hey, <laughs> let's literally do the same map and just put a bunch of fucking zombies in there with crystal shit sticking out of their fucking head. Like, what are you doing, bro? What are you doing, Konami? Where have you fucking gone? It's the zombie ambience from Gears of War. I'm telling you, bro. It's so crazy, too. And this is what's nuts. Instead of spending their fucking time on something that is, like, worthwhile... Okay, like, yeah, okay, Metal Gear, Metal Gear survived, like, oh, well, you know, people really like the zombie aspect. There's a lot of cool things in, in the fucking Metal Gear 5 that we could use. Yeah, cool, okay, use it as a concept. Use it as a fucking concept. There had to have been people that beta tested this game. There had to have been. Who the fuck did they get? They were, like, internal beta testers? They're, 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 the thing about it, they, they're on the same lines of the, the beta testers were, like, Helen Keller, blind and deaf, and... <laughs> 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 Obviously, bro. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm looking at some of these fucking images from this game, and I'm like, who could get down with this game, bro? Like, for real, like, who was excited? I want to find somebody online that was excited about this and just be like, bro, stop it. Please. What is wrong with you? Why would you be excited for this? So, okay, that's my rant. I'm sorry. I apologize. I mean, if even fucking Metal Gear Solid 3 Plachinko... They released a Plachinko game in Japan with brand new fucking cutscenes remastered from Metal Gear Solid 3 for a fucking Plachinko game. Instead of using their fucking resources on just like remastering fucking Metal Gear Solid 3, one of their highest selling games of all time. I know, I'm sorry. We gotta move on. Both just staring at me like, bro, come on. You're good, bro. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Fuck. All right, so, damn, we're moving down to an hour, 10 minutes. All right, so, last. Topic of the night. Pretty fucking awesome. Bolts. Um, you go first. No, no, no. Dog. I was going to say, Bolts uh, kind of came up with something like this. We love doing our, like, you know, top games, all this other shit. We love talking about games in general, as you guys can just tell. But um, Metal Gear uh, was, a, was a great game. You know, I don't really consider it something as an RPG or whatever. But, you know, that kind of made me start thinking twisted my little knobs in my head of like what is something that we could talk about with like top five games and bolts was like hey we could do rpgs i'm like bam diggity i was a little nervous about it at first but then kind of like you know i don't really think about rpgs that much i kind of think about like action adventure but action adventure um and for the most part is pretty much rpg so we're gonna get down into the top five rpg series baby this is our top five rpg series number five Fallout. Fallout as a whole. I uh, played Fallout 2 when it first came out. It was kind of confusing to me um, when I first played it because I didn't really know what Fallout was. Um, but it was, a, it was a pretty crazy RPG. But then when Fallout 3 came out, I mean, I dove into that freaking thing head first, man. R I mean, the RPG aspect of Fallout, uh, Fallout 3, Fallout 4... Um, all that aspect. Vegas, New Vegas, I've played a little bit of it here and there. Not really my cup of tea. Uh, I don't really like the landscape of things. I don't like a lot of the stuff about New Vegas. I know a lot of people really love New Vegas, but it just wasn't for me. But uh, Fallout 4 uh, and even MMORPGs like Fallout 76. <laughs> So, <laughs> it's not an RPG same Whatever. No. Uh, anyways, so the Fallout series uh, is definitely on my list. Number five. Number four, Bloodborne. Uh, it was pretty much kind of unexpected, out of nowhere, new series uh, from From Software. From From Software. 
Um, <laughs> so weird. Swa- software made its yeah. own software. Soft, soft software. Um, Bloodborne uh, was pretty much a stylized game, uh, almost around the same exact style of, of Dark Souls, but it was darker and it was way more difficult than fucking Dark Souls. Like, uh, and and that's pretty pretty impressive to say. Yes, super impressive graphics, uh, story, the overall presentation of the game was unbelievable. I only got about halfway through the game before I was like, okay, I'm done. And it took me quite some time to even get to to the halfway mode, but um, what I played of the game, it was it was fantastic, and it definitely has to make my number four. Number three, Diablo, bro. Oh my god, Diablo was such a great RPG and one of my favorite ones. And a lot of people will disagree with me. Diablo two was great. Uh, I, I played. Diablo 2 sets the standards for all RPGs. I totally agree. I don't give a shit what anybody Listen, says. I totally agree. But one that I just played from start to finish nonstop every day I got home was Diablo 3. Um, me and Dara grinded that fucking game out. No yeah, joke, bro. Yeah. Like It was so awesome. And Dara had never played a Diablo game at that time. So whenever we sat down and started playing it, she was like, holy fuck, you can do so much customization to your character. Oh my god, you can fucking roll on the console version. (laughs) That was a huge deal. I remember at PAX uh, Prime or PAX West 2011, we got to interview um, Matthew, uh, one of the lead devs on um, Diablo 3. And uh, it was uh, it was a pretty awesome experience, but also uh, there was that big announcement at PAX West that you can roll in the game, and the PC version you could not roll. It was one of the only big features for I some know, reason right? that the game didn't have, but you could roll, and that was like it. Honestly, you if you don't play Diablo, if you never played Diablo, it that was a huge feature added in a dodge mechanic. So um, I, I loved everything about Diablo 3. I love Diablo 2. Um, and also uh, just the overall Diablo series, the lore behind it is just amazing. Um, so number two, Mass Effect. Uh, the RPG aspect of Mass Effect is unbelievable. Uh, le- <laughs> I didn't go back and play Mass Effect 1 until a couple of years after it released, and it was a fucking labor of love, bro. Let me tell you something. Oh. Let me tell you something. Mass Effect, if you could get through the first 45 minutes of that game, I know 45 minutes is a long time. It was, bro, like I played about, I think it was like an hour or two hours straight. And I had to take a break. Like, I remember, like, I didn't play it for about a week. I was like, what the fuck, bro? But then whenever I got back into it and and understood that I needed to really focus on the story instead Mm -hmm. of the gameplay, um, it was fucking hard, bro. It was fucking hard because going, because when I played Mass Effect 1, I had already played Mass Effect 2. Oh so, my Jesus! So when I played Mass Effect, fucking Man, night and day, oh, bro. bro. I was like, "What the fuck is? Why is this not done? Oh, I hate why is this, this so happening? Much right now. The fucking aiming, the running, the the overall exploration of the game. Comparing Mass Effect Two to Mass Effect One is just ridiculous. I don't even bro. Want to talk to you. Right I'm now. sorry, bro. I mean, I'm just saying that's just how I played it because I was a moron. Um, but. Anyways, the the story uh, of Mass Effect uh, is great. I've I've played Mass Effect one, two, three, unbelievable. I played uh, fucking what was it? 
And don't you fucking played an hour I played an hour of Andromeda <laughs> and I was like fuck this game um, Bolts is like man they've done updates you should really get into it I have the digital the, what's bad is this this fucking dude across from me was like bro Andromeda's gonna be so sick I was like I'm getting the fucking digital deluxe edition I'm spending a shit ton you of saw the gameplay when it came out you said the same I damn know, thing I know but don't look, fucking start fucking, with me low, hang on you're fucking Mass Effect wizard I am 101 uh huh so like if I hear you say uh huh the fucking game's gonna be amazing then I'm like okay look. I can't help the facial issues okay okay but look like anyway on, on Honestly, bro, yeah. Andromeda. Like, did you, you played it from start to finish? I'll, 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 I'll explain it to you when okay, I get okay. there. Anyway, <laughs> number one, Elder Scrolls. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, the Elder oh, Scrolls are unbelievable, man. Oblivion, Morrowind, um, Arena, all that. I mean, bro, it was su- it's such a great series. I do have the piece, the full PC collection. Of uh, of the game, and it's just—I mean, for real, dude—it's it's great. It's really, really great. It, it's one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite series uh, RPGs of all time. Um, as a lot of you guys know, I'm a huge Elder Scrolls fan, and uh, the the depth of the game—not uh, just you know graphics and gameplay—the depth of the story in all these Elder Scrolls games are so great. And uh, it's like what Bolt said. I, I, I'm sure that Elder Scrolls 6 is going to have some type of like online aspect. It would not surprise me uh, in the least. But with that being said, I still think with the Elder Scrolls, I think they know that the fan base is 10 times larger than what Fallout is. Oh, hands and I think down, bro. They know that they don't want to fuck that up. I mean, you're, you know? t- you're, talking, about, you're talking about followers from Morrowind on the PC, bro. Come on, dog. If 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 they make that into a, into an MMO type base like like Fallout seventy six is gonna be, there's gonna be a lot of angry people. A lot of angry people. Um, and then my honorable mention, Legend of Zelda. I think. Um, now it's it's weird. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask are games that I really got into. But one of those games that made me just really want to put this on my list, even if it was an honorable mention, was Breath of the Fucking Wild. It was such an amazing game. Such an amazing game, dude. Me and Dara, I'm not kidding you, bro. Like, we would get fucking pissed off at each other. Like, I would be playing for like four hours. Dara's like, can I play? Can I play some? I mean, it's getting a little dark outside. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. Um, but Breath of the Wild is just unbelievable, and it goes. I think it'll go down as one of the best RPGs, or, and even best, you know, Legend of Zelda games, Nintendo games ever released. So now we're gonna get into the Bolts's list, Mr. Bolts. Um, Mr. Bolts is this. For the most part, we have some things on that are are the same by all means. Um, but I will start with number five. They made one game of this. The story alone is about the is 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 what really kept me into this game. Um, it took me back to my roots of playing the Final Fantasy games of turn-based, and that was Lost Odyssey. Oh my God! On three sixty, if, if if you could, if 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 you enjoyed turn-based strategy RPG, um, those those type of games like your Final Fantasy, your early Final Fantasies, Lost Odyssey was where it's at. The bet does the story alone about Lost Odyssey was was what I loved about it the most. Um, it, Everything from from the from the mortal from the um, 
immortals and stuff like you can't die their memories are lost they're coming back and you find out that you know gonger this big the the sorcerer is is manipulating them through all the time and stuff like that it's just it's so good you know your lead character's name is cam you end up finding your wife named sarah it's just there's so much going on in that game and every story is linked up beautifully inside the game and it's just it's so good it's so good and of course being it being turn-based I love turn-based just because it, it makes me it makes me strategize a lot more. Yeah. During the battles, you know, everybody can go ha ha x x x x o o o square 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 stuff like that. You could do that, but when you got three guys out there and you have this enemy in front of you who can do this this and this, you got to decide. Okay, this character, this character, this character is going to do this this and this, and then I got to do this. I just love that aspect about that about that yeah. RPG. But Lost Odyssey, the story alone is what really kept me involved with that game. Um, number four, Assassin's Creed. Um, Assassin's Creed one was a, you know, I'll take your word, it was a labor of love. I really, I, I enjoyed Assassin's Creed, the original one, because yeah. I'm because I'm a history buff. Um, but the game itself was 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 so so freaking repetitive. But they're all going to be repetitive. Don't get that yeah, twisted. Exactly. But it just felt like it was like Damascus, Jerusalem, Damascus, Jerusalem. You yeah. know, you're going back and forth to the same places, so yeah. on and so forth. Um, Assassin's Creed 2, that's apparently that's everybody's favorite. Um, I enjoyed Assassin's Creed 2. Um, I, I I loved I loved that time that time frame of Florence and stuff like that. You know, Da Vinci. Um, I I love that time frame. Um, Assassin's Creed 3, which of course was, was the American Revolution, 1776. Mm-hmm. Um, the Native Americans. I love that aspect. Uh, George Washington, John, you know, all that stuff was really, really good. Um, probably my second favorite. It was my first favorite until Origins came out. Now let's not get that twisted. And of course, my favorite is the Black Flag. Yeah. Um, that, that right there set, set, set tone for a new Assassin's Creed. Okay. Um, um, Syndicate was okay. Um, Rogue was what well, I enjoyed. Rogue because it was a completely different aspect. Yeah. Um, and then of course Origins. Origins. Well, Rogue. Really, what Rogue followed? Uh, old dude that that left. Rogue. Rogue. You. Rogue. You were. You're an Irishman, yes. and you were part of the assassins, and you ran. You. You did this mission where you caused an earthquake. I think. And it was one of the biggest earthquakes ever recorded by history. Mm-hmm. And you found out that the, that you know your creed was doing this and you felt like you felt like they were they were the bad people instead of the Templars. So yeah. you kind of separated yourself, but yet you were against the Templars, you were against the assassins and it was So he manipulated yeah. everybody. It wasn't, wasn't for even, his own game. It wasn't even a manipulation. He was trying to find out the truth, you know? Okay. Um which was really good. And of course origins, Bayak, Egypt, Romans, Greek just so Everything damn you good. Ever it's just it was just it was so damn good. Yeah. Um number 3, the Final Fantasy series. Um once again this is this is labor love. This is your turn-based um RPGs. Um I, I pretty much I, I can sit here and tell you I pretty much stopped playing after 10 because after 10 everything went to a to a live action. Yeah. You know, right then and right there boom 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 boom. So I quit playing after 10. Uh, but eight was my favorite. Ten was my second. Seven was my third. Um, so you know, I just it's just it's just how it is. Uh, number two, of course, is Diablo. Um, <laughs> and 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 one and one and two is 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 what you fell in love with. 
one one was one was good two mastered everything three was a con you know was was a port to console and stuff like that i didn't play three i can sit here and tell you i never played three. Oh my god bro we've got to fucking play that game and, 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 and it has nothing to do with it it's just it's it's not my diablo you know it's not it's just like it's you know so would like would you try it Oh, I, w- I no, I would play it. I just haven't had that urge to play it. Is you know how long it took me to play a first person Fallout game? Was oh, Fallout yeah. Four? Yeah, because because uh, original Fallout you're, One. You're more of a fan of like Fallout One and Fallout Two because it was on the PC. That's yeah, what I over played. The top that top play. version of everything. You know yeah, that's why Fallout Fallout One and Two was just like Diablo One and Two, a top down version, everything like that. I enjoyed those games like that. Um, Diablo is 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 the name alone you know it's it's just it's great it's just every the, the second one all the all the dlc that you could get all the characters mm-hmm. um you know it was you could play multiplayer just go in and it was it was so so good yeah I um, agree. it was one of the first original rpgs i i ever played because because a lot of these games when they were being made was when I get was when I was getting into gaming, I was coming up through the gaming mm-hmm. end, you know, yeah. you know, like Final Fantasy seven, eight, and ten. That's what I started with one, two, three, four, and all that stuff. I didn't ever play those, um, but anyways, number one, of course, we all know, is Mass Effect. <laughs> um, to me, there's nothing on this earth that is the great is a greater RPG than Mass Effect. The 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 characters, the story. The characters in the story. I mean, the, the the gameplay, the first one. You know, like I was telling, like Caleb was, is a labor of love. It's exactly <laughs> what that hell is. Definitely. But is. the fact of the matter is, you push through that game because of Commander Shepard, because of 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 Sony, because of of Tally, because of Garrus, because of um of Rex. You push through that game because you have this 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 company of of basically heroes that you're living with that you want to connect with and you just push and grind through and it's and it's it's fucking great uh mass <clears throat> effect 2 it's that's that that that's the golden nugget that's the diamond that's been Bro, forced through coal it was so good uh you know everything Such about it um that's that i consider and tell you that is that is one of three games on the 360 that i i have completed all the way through for all of my gamer score um <laughs> i know it's kind of weird um, but through all the DLC and stuff like that, I got all 1,750 gaming score points on that. Mm-hmm. The last one that I had to get on Mass Effect 2 was complete the game on Insanity. Oof. Let me tell you something. I have never been more frustrated in my life <laughs> than Soul Calibur <laughs> and Nightmare. Yeah, Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, insanity on that on that, on Mass Effect 2, whenever Harbinger takes over one of the collectors and he's just bombarding you with shit there's nothing you can do there's fucking nothing you can do oh my um God. you well, know how long did it take you to beat that oh it, it took me i i say a good month god dang bro. um but mass effect 2 is is the diamond in the rough it is yeah. the the characters all the dlc characters um either even from um even whenever they brought in zaid um it's just it's everything about it was just fucking gold the decision making the stories you know you can you could carry your love your love your love interest whether it was tally liara or ashley to the second one and then you could create new ones jack was an exceptional character thane was one of the best extras ever in a fucking game uh you know thane was just this this character that you just loved um, and of course you got a new you got a new Krogan named Grunt 
who was phenom- who was great in his yeah. own right. You know, um, Mass Effect Three. Ma- a lot of people had the qualms about Mass Effect Three. I had my see. I I never. I don't think I had any qualms against Mass Effect Three. You know, everybody was bitching about this, this, and this. It wasn't. It was. It was too short. It, you know, of course, I, I was angry because I had multiplayer, which shortened the game. But that's another hearsay or nearsay. Yeah. Um. But the decision makings you made in Mass Effect Three would absolutely turn your stomach inside out if you have play, if you played the first and the second one, and you made the decisions in the first and second one to the third one. I mean, there were such gut gut wrenching decisions in the third one that just made you go oh you know you know if you know there, there, there's certain scenes that you live you, you it sits in your head and one of the biggest scenes that sits in my head is whenever morden dies oh yes bro when he go when, when it, if, if he makes it through your if he makes it through the second one and so on and so forth depending on what you got you can have morden in there and then he goes up to the tower to sacrifice himself to set off the 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 vaccine basically for the krogans and so on and so forth and that's when he dies it's just like huh you know it's just oh it's so gun gut-riching i mean and, and i tell you right now and if you and if you have that love interest that is that is liara you can carry that through the first, the second, and the third one. And when you get to that, th- when you get to the third one, and you have that special cut cut scene with Liara and you, and you have your moment, bro. It's something big, and it's something. It, it's emotional, man. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, Andromeda is its own special piece in its own right mind, set off to the side somewhere. Um, I, I have I, I liked Andromeda to to a certain extent, but it is not the original saga of what Mass Effect is. Uh, my honorable mention. Is Fallout, and that's one and two, um, just like Diablo one and two. It's that top-down RPG style um, that I fell in love with. I didn't play a first-person Fallout until Fallout Four, which I'm still invested about five days total in of gameplay, um, and I'm still exploring and, and doing stuff. I've yet to complete the main mission. I think I'm three missions in to the main mission, and that's it. So there you go, bro. What about no? Did you have an honorable mention? That was it. Was Fallout? Oh, it was Fallout. And 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 believe me, I wanted to stay. I wanted to say stuff like Fire Emblem and Chrono Trigger and stuff like that. But Fire Emblem was a Nintendo. Basically, it's, it's only a Nintendo title. I I never read. It, I never got into it because okay. I didn't have a Nintendo. Right, like Chrono Trigger. See, <clears throat> I know a lot of people ain't gonna like hearing me say this, but Chrono Trigger. Just I didn't. I ever know. Get I got into you. It at all, I got bro. you, bro. Like, I absolutely understand that. Like. Final Fantasy 7 was like crazy for me. Uh-huh. I mean, it was a crazy ass game. Um, but Chrono Trigger, man, there's it has such a big huge following. Uh, but and I will say this, if it has some amazing music. It will, it will. I will say this. If I had to stretch that honorable mention and take out Fallout, it's the Dot Hacks Dot Hack series. Oh. Bro, no! <laughs> oh, I hate dot hacks. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hate it. I hate the anime. I hate the games. Never made sense to me. Anyways, all right, guys. So this is our, our long episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Uh, hour and thirty minutes. It's your boy Caleb over here. Got any shoutouts? Uh, you know, it's long because our our gaming industry is doing did some dumb shit we had to clear that's up. Right. That's why. That's right. Um, shout outs. Did I say that's white? Yeah, I think so. That's white. <laughs> that's white. white. Um, shout out to um a new listener, a new listener that I work with as well. His name is Tony, and Tony Bill, Anthony Tony Bill, no Anthony Michael Bill. 
What okay. the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> Anthony Michael Stephen Carlos right. Bill no, Anthony. His, his, his formal name is Anthony Michael Bill. He goes by Tony with the E-Y at the end. What's up, bro? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. To um, also, to my to my boys, JD and Justin. That's right. Justin, Shout outs. Justin keeps it in those picks, dog. <laughs> God damn, bro. <laughs> I, I got to meet Justin today. Pretty fantastic guy. And as what, what Bolt said, shout outs to Tony, Justin, JD. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, and shout outs to everyone else that tunes into the podcast. Everybody else. Everybody hurts sometimes. Shout outs to you guys. Make sure to check out soon for Off the Hinge, uh, another episode of that. And check us out as well on youtube.com forward slash second opinion podcast uh, for some of the latest gameplay corners that I'm doing. I'm going to be doing some gameplay couples as well with Dara. Um, and uh, we're gonna He really all- means me, but you know. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be doing all different types of stuff. We're trying to make as much content as possible for you guys. Love you guys very much. Shout out to my boy TJ, who isn't here this week. TJ, um, we miss you. He'll be back very soon. Mm. Uh, this is the end of the episode. Mm. Love you guys.